program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of Sengents, Glamour Connection, Van Garrett Media, their respective management, contractors, or employees. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness Podcast. Share your hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Share Your Hotness with your host, Lita Green, and my guest today, Denise Ford. Now, Denise and I go way back, and she, evidently being cooler than I am, was actually able to find where we met and we've agreed not to share the name, but we met at an event in 2012. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that are adults. Well, I guess they're 10, but time, we've been friends for a decade. Look yeah. at us, Denise. Yes. Yes. And again, through the beauty of Facebook, we've been able to stay connected and I've been able to watch your life and you've been able to watch mine. And I'm like my friend Denise. And um, when people don't like social media, I'm like, you're doing it wrong then. Because I love that I know things that because we don't live in the same town, we wouldn't we wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. You know, so thank you for not just sharing business promotional stuff, even though I know you do killer businessy cool things. You know, um, you know, thanks for sharing like who you really are. So thank you, my friend, for doing that. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. So um, we kind of had an interesting thing. We'll just talk about that briefly because I want to hear your behind the scenes moment. And this particular event that we went to um, was one of these business coach guru people. And I asked her a question when I was ready to invest and it was a substantial amount of money. It was more than my first four cars, but my first car was 250 bucks. So that's not really that impressive. (laughs) But anyway, um, it was, it was money. And, um, I asked her a question and she took it as pushback and just went at me. And I was like, Whoa. And I didn't give her my card. And you were about to say what happened to you without sharing her name. Cause we know, but they all don't need to know. We don't need to be poopy like that. No, we're not poopy. It's just life. It's called life. And we live our life by example. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we're selling and pitching and things like that is real attractive. You get, can get people on emotion, but we forget what, that when we leave the stage, it has to be real and authentic everywhere you go. So unfortunately, unfortunately, she was in the restroom and, and, um, she was poopy. I mean, poopy in the restroom and not poopy. literally like yeah, not literally but yeah because I've been poopy in the restroom before <laughs> yeah. yeah you never know who's in the stall you never right. know you never know and yeah. if you're with a group of people and you're talking and sharing thinking that the bathroom is a safe place to be who you really are um it was unfortunate and so yeah. the perception of her was totally different after that experience. And I just enjoyed the, the company that I met at the event. Yeah, the, the, it's interesting because every event I've ever been to, if I invest in the speaker or not, you know, getting, um, you know, 
I particularly like like lasered coaching. Like I need a very specific thing for my business, but you always come away with great connections and, you know, talking about branding. I mean, you and I both are in the business space and people will sometimes critique me that my brand doesn't live up to what they think it should be. Like I should always have perfect makeup on. And like right now I'm meeting with you and my hair is the messy bun that I probably <laughs> wouldn't go to the grocery store in because it's, it needs to be washed, but I want to have a better workout before I wash it. <laughs> and, but I have my makeup on and a t-shirt, but I'm not like all crisp and put together and I can maintain this level, right? Like, but I can't maintain an idea of Instagram perfectness. And so I've never tried to do that. And I know you are really real on social media too, which is why our connection has grown over the years, um, 10 years. How fun is that? Where if like we connected in person and I was like, oh, I like you enough to be Facebook friends with you there are people that I have just kind of been like, Oh, un, unfriend, because I don't want to, I didn't, when I friended them, I didn't friend a business. I friended them, mm -hmm. you know? And so that, that reaffirms how beautiful it is. If you do the opposite, like being an actual person and being real people, you still have your branding, but people can identify with a real person that has their flaws and their bumps and all of that. And you can maintain that. It's you know? beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because my audience is all like, who is this fabulous woman? Tell a little bit about you because I like you enough to stay friends with you for 10 years. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, you already said my name. Yes. I am um, Denise Ford. And um, I was married for 36 years. My husband passed uh, last year in 2021, but we have 11 children. 11 kids. Yes. And I see a cute little one trying to pop his head in or her yeah, head in. I didn't see enough. He, he just let me know he's number 12. <laughs> he he's wants number 12. I, I told him, this is Jordan. He, we're at school and, um, and, he wants to be my son and I said well you're actually old enough to be my grandson and he said oh no I want to be the son that when you got older you, I was that surprise baby <laughs> oh how cute is that yeah how so, he's, so that? he let me know I have 12 children <laughs> he, excellent yeah, so, excellent um, and we were uh, we were a homeschooling family very and, impressive and, um the I didn't mess up my kids <laughs> <laughs> you know and um they're actually very beautiful and I um, love that like I didn't mess them up <laughs> I didn't mess them up you know it's like do the you know I thought they would hate hate me for the homeschooling experience and actually they ended up being very appreciative of, of it and the sacrifice that uh, went with raising our children um awesome um, I so love it and a blessing and well, being a parent is a sacrifice, and um, but also, uh, I too have not, knock on wood, screwed up my kids, as far as I can tell, but I did not raise 12. We're going to include the young man. Listen <laughs> little Jordan, yeah. <laughs> yes, little Jordan. Um, I, you know, and there, it's, 
it's, um, and I want to be sensitive to those who have kids who maybe didn't turn out the way that they want. And 11 kids, we don't mail order the personality of our kids. Right. So, um, you know, I have a sibling that if my parents said do one thing, they were like, perfect, I will do the opposite, you know? Right. And um, so, you know, personalities come. And so I don't want anyone sitting there being like, I failed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, only you can answer that inside of yourself. If you were an intentional parent and did your very best that you had. And if you did your very best, you killed it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Right. So I had a cat hair. So that's why I just made that funny face at you. So <laughs> it's all good. Push pause. But out of, yeah. out, of, out of that experience, my children are now all grown. They're adult children. And I just entered the educational field and I had met Al, Alfonso through uh, Toastmasters. And he was a professional, um, um, you know, public speaking coach or business coach. Right. And he provided an opportunity um, for a complimentary session. And then he became my coach. And that's how I ended up. That's such a cute story. Yeah. So, so he coached me and um, build uh, the educational um, part that I do, my passion. So 36 years married. And mm-hmm. I mean, you look like you're not over 50. So I'm assuming you didn't get married when you were like 12. No, I didn't get married when I was 12, but I was young, but not 12. <laughs> I, I, okay, I won't make you confess was, that if you don't I was, I, I was a young bride. I was a young bride. But for 36 years, you had this marriage with him, and I'm assuming it was happy because of how you talked about him. And I'm so sorry you went through that. Thank and you. yet then you have a new love story. Let's go into that story for a minute, because that's really cute. I mean you know, you, did you, uh, pay for this coaching <laughs> and then you fell in love during it? How did that go? Oh, with the coaching? Yes. Um, all I wanted Alfonso to do was prepare me for a three minute testimonial at a pregnancy uh-huh. center. At a, at a what? At a pregnancy center. Next step. Pregnancy, pregnancy center. Okay. They're having their banquet, you know, their annual. Right, right, right. right. They invited me to share my my testimony, I had had triplets. So um, wow. they wanted. Um, yeah, not so everybody anyway. does that. And you did that without, I'm assuming, like in vitro, you just naturally right. make beautiful babies. Right. Baby number eight, pregnancy number eight. They told me my days were wrong. They ordered an ultrasound and they said, man, there are three people in here. And I hollered. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And then they said, um, do you take uh, fertility drugs and I said no I already have seven and it's a man that makes 10 I said that's why I'm crying <laughs> <laughs> because getting pregnant with your eighth is definitely impressive and what state do you live in Denise Florida we're in Florida, Florida which that would be a huge family anywhere mm-hmm. but in Florida like in Utah where I live Utah Idaho area having four five kids is a big family, but no one's like, whoa, you made all of these, you know? So in Florida, do people just look at you guys? Like, does she run a daycare? I mean, did they assume they were all yours? Um, when I was homeschooling, they thought I had a school in my home. <laughs> well, you and, did. And zoning, you know, they reported me to zoning. 
she's running a school out of our house. Like you're that. like, and I only have kids that look like me and my husband. That's a qualification for being in this school. <laughs> yeah, they're all mine, you know. Yeah. But um, anyway, Alfonso had um read the testimonial, and then he said he wanted to be my coach, and um, I said I couldn't afford you. He said, well, um, make me an offer, and so. I said, I would love to work with you, for you, since you're a businessman, and we can barter that way, and I don't mean to insult you at all, but here's $20. <laughs> but he wanted to work with you, too, so. He did. He shook my yeah. hand and said, yeah, so that was a beautiful relationship, working with Alfonso and teaching. And how long did you pay off this offer you know this this how this, was uh, it how how long did you um be working for him to help pay off the coaching yeah i i never had to pay him it was a relationship with which i was his virtual assistant uh-huh and i went to the event that we met at um i was there with alfonso and oh dad happened to live in vegas so it was it was wonderful that my husband trusted me to go and work with Alfonso in Vegas. And he had, you know, trained me to. Um, okay. So you were still married at this time. Oh yeah. In 2012. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, my oh, that's right. Passed. Cause you just, right. I just did the math. Okay. Yeah, he passed in 2021. So yeah. So anyway, um, um, anyway, so you I were friendships. Alfonso was a friend, somebody you respected. Okay. See, we're getting more into the love story here because it wasn't a love story. Then it was just a good friend. I'm assuming. Who's that? Alfonso was the coach. Yeah. Alfonso was your friend coach, but there wasn't yeah. romance yet because you were still married. And there was, there was never any romance. Right. So when did, okay. So it was totally business and I was totally there. business. Yeah. And, and your husband was I had his blessing because Alfonso, Alfonso had like a Christmas party and invited my husband and he just did things right. So that, you know, your mm -hmm. spouse feels safe. Like I, I don't right. have to, you know, he just, you know, met his wife, you know, things like that and met his other, right. um, um, clients. So, right. Was so he was married at the time as well. Yeah. He's married. Uh-huh. He was married. And then, okay. And then your husband died last year. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then yeah. when... So anyway, he was just, it's just a coaching. I had a coach, um, a coaching relationship with Alfonso business. He was my um, business coach and he was just trying to help me um, charge people for what I do. <laughs> it's like, I know you've been a stay at home mom and you've been tutoring and working with children and you've never charged or you speak and you don't charge. And we just need to, I need to help you charge people good for him good for him for helping because I think being a stay-at-home mom a lot of the times uh you know I've had a lot of friends go through this I've I've happened to always have worked to one level or another even if it was you know just a handful of hours a week but I think it does kind of undermine how society views us it undermines our confidence as when we are stay-at-home moms thinking we don't have something to contribute but the opposite is true you know we have so much to give when did you and Alfonso blossom into more? We never blossomed into Oh, he never, I don't know why you're going in that direction. Oh my heavens, so embarrassing. I must've misheard I something. Know. 
I don't know why you keep going in that direction. It's I am so sorry. That's so embarrassing. This, and you were so gracious. I thought you had said something about you and Alfonso were married now, a new husband. So I'm like, wow, 36 years. Well, everybody just listen better. Cause that was, I am so sorry. You were too gracious, Denise. You have been like, no. I misheard that. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing. Alfonso wasn't right here going, no, we're just friends, but you have a good working relationship with him. Okay. Okay. And he passed away as well. So, oh, so you've lost a good friend. You lost your husband last year of 36 years. Please tell me all your kids are living. Yes, they're all. Okay. Thank heavens. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, Oh, okay. Well, now I'm super embarrassed, but it's good because this is a good example of how we just need to really listen. Cause I'm like, let's hear this story. <laughs> Cause yeah. I can't imagine after 36 years, me personally, I've been married 25 ever being remarried, but it always fascinates me how people are able to have such a happy marriage. And when they do find another happy marriage, like that's wonderful for them. Right. I just can't imagine that happening. So, um, (laughs) thank you for being so gracious. If people could see me, I am, I am the color of red right now. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know where that went or why it went that way. You were asking me to tell you about myself and how I got started and where I was, I was just telling you about myself, married 36 years, 12 children, Jordan, and that Uh I, um, homeschooled our kids. And that's what led me to a field in education and yes what I do for my children awesome well share share more about that and I will try to make sure I'm listening really well so I don't assume anything Um, in the story yeah yeah he was he was my business coach I met him through Toastmasters and um he just taught me salesmanship 101 and that's how we ended up at that event in Vegas where we met and then we just come back around to, you know, I'm schooling like our Jordan here, alternative education for our children and our community. <laughs> he gave us a cute like, little wave, such a cute wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I offer alternative education for our, for children in our community. Mm-hmm. So you did that with your kids. You didn't screw them up. And now you're doing that for other kids. Yes. And how did you feel like can I use the word called to do that? Or that was your purpose? Tell me how you got into that, Denise. I just feel, I do feel it's a calling. It is ministry. Even though I tried to make it business, even though I tried to make it a not-for-profit with, you know, your 501c3. And, but at the end of the day, when you have $100 in the bank and you're still able to run a program because people in the community sew into to yeah. the work and the church covers me. Um, it's a, it's a blessing. That's wonderful. Blessing. Yeah. I just, I, the calling, the calling came because the people from my church or people from the community would call even while I was raising my children. Can we, can we come to your house? I have children who um, are underachieving. They're really bright and I need them to come and be with you for um, our next steps, you know, I don't know whether we should homeschool, put them in private school, public school. I don't know what to do. Right. right. Or their children were just challenged, you know, just challenging children. Right. And they would ask if I could, if they could stay with our family. And I just, you would take in these kids too. So you're the teacher and the, the guardian. 
you know, not as a guardian, just, you know, they would be suspended for two weeks or whatever, they would get in trouble. And uh-huh. they parents have to work. They yeah. have to work. So yeah. may may, you know, may I please send my children with you. Oh, you are a saint. I love this story. This is way better than the story I thought was there. And I, I will just be embarrassed for three days about that one, but um, yeah, you're so gracious. Thank you, Denise. Um, So you, people are able to donate to help support you in the work that you're doing. So people in your church community, are you making enough to make a living? Uh, No, I live off of my um, I used to, my, my husband supported me, you know, yeah, and, by, and now, by did the work. And so, and then now it's like, you know, he, he, um, you know, he made arrangements for me. So I still do the work. And I thought you ran, how many kids are at the school? Cause I knew, I knew you ran like a school and it was like this business, but I didn't realize it was so such a ministry of the heart. I mean, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right now I have Jordan. I have another little boy. He's doing Japanese on Duolingo. His mother homeschools him and but he's he's very bright. And um and she when she went to the private school, she found him in the cafeteria. They didn't know how to work with his intellect. Mm. And um so he's here with me, able to do whatever he wants to learn to the intellect and to grow many times when children are gifted the teachers will use them to be teachers aides and assistants but they're not really learning right they need they need to grow and so even if like my own children they could pass me by and they did and um you just you're used to it you're like that's what you want it's it's totally okay for people to be smarter than you and to be more successful you know whatever quote unquote that means right right it's okay i just i feel called to um develop children and stir up their gifts in them and help them go in the direction that god has for them as well as the families they represent that they represent so mom you're making me cry you're making me cry i love this so much um yeah so if the parents have goals and visions they'll say miss denise can you know they'll ask me questions and i'll I'll just tell them what I know and they take baby steps and with whatever their goals are, it comes to pass for them. So yeah, so it's a whole family, but it starts with the children. Well, I, I, um, as embarrassing as my little fupa is notice the graciousness that Denise operated in and just letting me learn my way through the mistake. And that's, that's a great teaching skill. It's like you role model that in real life, right? Like it was okay. You know, you weren't going to like embarrass me or put me on the spot even. Um, and that's a great way to create an environment for learning for kids mm-hmm. to be like, oh, it's okay. You can make mistakes. It's fine because that's part of life. And mm-hmm. just, you just showed how uh, a fertile ground you make for learning and for growing because mm-hmm. when we feel shame, we shut down. Right. You know, I'll be okay, you know, but, you know, for little kids, you know, that are learning or who are too exuberant for appropriate behavior in school, they need that loving safe. And that's why I started crying is because I, I start imagining this mom who has to work, who knows a Miss Denise who can be there for her kid. And that's really heart, heartwarming. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm crying. 
the listeners can't hear it but they're like little tears and I call these Caitlin tears because those are like heaven tears when my heart's really happy um that's these are the kind of tears I have so you can't hear it in my voice because it's just dripping out of my eyes (laughs) um so how many kids do you think you have had over the years in your school and everything I've done probably 500 children 500 children Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether they're with me a day or years a moment a little girl yesterday because I tutor as well and so a little girl said she's six years old she says mommy when is it Wednesday <laughs> and it was Monday is it Wednesday yet I can't wait to see Miss Denise so oh I love it that um children embrace learning and tutoring and it is emotionally safe I tell parents don't worry your kid is your child is not going to be retained your child will not be labeled oh they'll not be labeled that is so beautiful. This is, this is reinforcing my view that I feel like a lot of the problems that we're encountering in our society and education could be solved by offering free choice and that the education funding following the child, not the school system, because there are kids that don't fit between learning differences or behavior or socioeconomic status that are being held back by saying you have to learn at this time from this hours to this day, you know, and mm-hmm. this is how you learn and where you learn. And maybe those schools are failing and we're making those kids fail along with those schools. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, our children are being broken by an educational system that they're afraid of failing. It's based on pass and fail in a grade rather than learning. So one little girl, I asked her why, how does she get straight A's in school when yet she doesn't know how to add and subtract basic, basic math facts. And she yeah. said, it's because I cheated. Oh. I don't know how to do this. You know, and here you have a business model because I know you're approaching your education with, because of the posts. And I, I knew that you're, you have a business mind you know, of how you're approaching this. And I, um, if the money followed the kid, you could have a thriving business where you could not be dependent upon the, the financial planning of you and your spouse that went through, you know, you could be independent of donations, which are great. I want to encourage people to donate to you, um, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, because, and you're a 5013 C you said, 501c3 yes yeah so um i'll be sending you a tax deductible thing and i'm saying that so other people can (laughs) can choose to do that as well because it is about as you've used this word ministering um it is about ministering to the one and a government program i don't see how a government program can solve sitting with the jordan and the little girl of yes you know that you know was looking forward to wednesday Mm -hmm. and for you to say our children are being broken. Hello, Jordan. Again, he's the cutest <laughs> ever. Um, for you to say our children are being broken. Mm-hmm. Those are harsh words for you. Because mm-hmm. this whole entire time you have just had this beautiful, even tone, even when I was messing up for you to use that kind of words, that that's a lot of experience behind that. Is there a story you can share um, 
more to reinforce this point with people? Most of the time, most with that little girl, I asked her why she cheated. And she said, because I don't want to be labeled and I don't want to be retained. That's a lot of stress for a little seven-year-old, eight-year-old child to already know how the system works. So your mindset becomes, you know, we fake it till we make it, that kind of not willing, being afraid to learn. You know, you have to have an emotionally safe place to make mistakes and you learn from your mistakes because that's what life is. It is not pass or fail. Yeah. And just because I take longer to do something doesn't mean that something's wrong with my intellect. Just Absolutely. because I can't sit still in a chair doesn't mean there's something wrong with my intellect. Right. Or, or that I need medication. Yeah. So, um, I think- And though medication can be really handy for a lot of people and great, um, it's too easy to- throw a pill at things than to look at what's really happening. Right. What because, may really be happening. Yeah. Because little boys are busy. Yeah. Naturally. Right. So you want yeah. them to function in a system that needs them to sit still, sit in a chair and yeah. do those things. And it just, it, it doesn't work for everybody. But so what we can do. I with... see, but I do see people. I mean, one person said, I'm not a man because I can't read. He's 18 years old. He just busted out crying. And I said, well, I can teach you how to read. You know, a father brought his son to me and said, I don't know that he'll allow you to um, tutor him. Well, he can't read and he's in the 10th grade. And he said, well, I wish you brought him here. And so he called his wife and said, bring, bring you know, my son to meet Miss Denise. And usually they have IEPs and 504s and I asked to read them. And so I told, told the young man, uh, according to your IEP, you're very bright in kindergarten. And then something happened. And now you have behavior issues in 10th grade. Yeah. And um, and so um, it looks like you were never taught how to read. And, um, and if you'd like me to teach you, I can, because you're still bright. And um, he said, yes. He said, yes. <laughs> dad broke down and cried right there in front of me like oh my god I, I didn't know he would say yes and I had I had the opportunity to um minister to him and teach him how to read and then he went into the military and behavior changed and everything but again you just role modeled you found out enough about him mm -hmm. to not judge him exactly and that formula of leaning into learning you know learning about someone else so that you're not judging them so you're not just saying oh this behavior order kid whatever mm -hmm. and you help you helped turn the tide for him where he's now you know bless him serving our country mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and right. now I have I have snot coming out of my nose <laughs> because I just love you so much like you um I hope that people listening can feel just this love that pours out of you, just this beautiful, soft-spoken love that just gives an environment for mistakes and love. And it's okay. It's okay. And they're going to learn and they're going to grow and be everything now they I'm, want, wanted them to be. Now I'm thinking how great it is that I messed up so they could role model how good you are at this. <laughs> 
that's yeah. a great way to like go and love people and be like, what is wrong with y'all? Instead of being like, huh, I don't, I don't know why you're going in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> huh? That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, that's funny. 500 kids. I just think about, um, the, the quiet, sweet people that are like you in life and how those are the people that change society. You know, we're trying to do society from this top-down engineering. Um, but, you know, when we think about, you know, sexism or prejudice or, you know, any other contention we have, it's, it's from leaning in to learn about individuals and loving them that changes people's hearts to be like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you know, how you told this young man, like, you're bright, mm-hmm. you can do this, mm-hmm. was because you chose to see him. Mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful yeah you see people yeah you see yeah. people you don't absolutely see, see the degree you don't see the accomplishments you see people yeah there was uh my son is very active and there were people in my family that kept trying to to label him and I'm like no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> and maybe I could have been a little bit more Denise like because I actually got in someone's face and was like, stop trying to label my kid. And though, you know, I did know there was a learning difference. He has Tourette's, mm-hmm. his father, whatever it was, his dad had it too. Mm-hmm. And I liked his dad, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I and, yeah. yeah, I'm like, I picked that out, you know, well, mm-hmm. more directly. God kind of was like, here you go. So I joke, we had an arranged marriage, um, but all the, the children you've had through your school program. But I'm sure in your community, in your church, that love that you just exude to people, there's no way to limit or to quantify how much impact you've had to to thousands. And then the ripple out to thousands more. We don't have to have a, a podcast or be a speaker to have a huge impact on the lives of others and it goes down to loving on the one loving on the one I, yeah i serve the audience of one mm-hmm. I do. yeah yeah jordan i want to be her 13th kid <laughs> <laughs> number 13 okay yeah i'm not sure if you're old enough to be my mom but i'd take probably, it <laughs> probably probably I am. yeah i'm 48 so yeah. you know you but great. you're beautiful well thank you uh, I don't, I don't need validation, but I appreciate the loving validation. Thank you very much. Um, oh, Denise. Okay. So tell us the story of another kid that's come through your program. Give us, make me cry some more. <laughs> I have a, I have a, um, I'm on a online tutoring platform and a mother reached out to me and said, I asked for study skills, but I read your background and your bio, and this is what I need. My daughter experienced trauma, and mm-hmm. she won't get out of the bed. And from your bio, I believe that you can get my daughter to get up and get out of the bed. I said, okay. Yeah. Did you guys notice how she said, okay? Okay. It was like, it was like layered with love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I said, um, will she allow me to pray with her or for her? Um, and she says, I don't know. 
I said, well, I'll ask permission. And, um, and I just listened to her daughter. She didn't want to be on camera. Just a phone call. It started with just a phone call. And I would tell the mom, I can't see how you're paying me when I didn't do anything. Yes, she did. I'm not doing anything. But you, um, you are. She said she got out of the bed. Well, here's the thing. Here's a girl who's experienced trauma and we can all fill in the blank of whatever, you know, um, I'm assuming you're keeping your, your words clean for our, our young audience here. So we're the, the older audience can understand what we're saying she had had her boundaries violated and that on the the smallest thing you said may i pray for you and you know it made me think about how um i just pray for people but wouldn't that be more beautiful if i asked them if i could and i love it on facebook when people say i need prayers you know like thank you for letting me participate in that right mm-hmm. but how beautiful that you on on that as something as um unobtrusive as you know going and praying for someone can be it's like they're not seeing you do that that you asked her permission and so you were teaching her bit by bit that her boundaries and her will mattered so if i were a mom i'd be paying you too for giving because kids often think well my parents have to love me or my parent has to love me you know of course they're there whatever, you know, but that somebody outside of that circle cared enough to say what you want matters. Mm-hmm. That's right. beautiful. Right. And then the test where she, she got out of bed and got dressed and then she ended up applying to dual enroll and went to UCLA because she was bright. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> you told I'm like you know how many girls do we have and young men in our society that have been yeah you got me you got me Denise that have been um you know hurt in such terrible ways and they don't have to say a word I work with kids in foster care as well and um they don't have to tell their story or anything and no no, it's like I can feel they it. Thrive. They thrive. They get A's and like D's and F's, and I was like A's and B's. Oh my god, that's yeah. great! You know, education is is a confidence builder, and being able to look at a situation and say I can do that, mm-hmm. and when everything else in your life might be telling you you can't, which mm-hmm. is why I hate it so much when they say, "Oh, this person's marginalized." I'm mm-hmm. like, that's that's a label of saying they can't do something unless something outside of them helps them. Mm -hmm. Education is this confidence builder and the ability to feel capable and how valuable that is into humans. And when we take from people, their ability to be um, self, you know, self-evident, is that the right word? What's the right word to just I just call it empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I can read and I can learn and I can ask questions, I'm not afraid to fail. Um, uh, that's what I think Alfonso had asked me. Like, you did it with, you did it with, you know, well, I homeschooled 10, but he said you, you did it successfully for 10. So there was, there had to be a component 
that you um that was consistent yes so, so he's trying to pull that out of me and I could say that it was um I taught him how to read and then I taught him how to follow directions and then the ability to ask for help you have to be able to ask for help and, and so love that, that's that was key and I think that's very empowering um and I think too that you have so much love for others okay she's like uh, <laughs> love. yeah love G I call it Jesus juice yeah love. <laughs> I love that um the um the Jesus juice now people can't see how how cute and loving your face is but behind you is a depiction of Noah's Ark Okay. And so fun thing to have in a classroom, animals, <laughs> young kids love the animals, right? Yeah. And um, I'm not sure, is there a unicorn in that picture? I was just double checking. It's Are a horse. Know? Okay. Because oh. unicorns didn't make it, Denise. <laughs> I'm like, a unicorn better not be in the picture. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just wanted to point out that I knew that unicorns didn't make it on the ark, but, um, but then you have a little thing here. It looks like um, an Afghani woman. Or, you know, oh, yeah. it says pray for the persecuted. She's got her hair covered, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the persecuted Christians in Africa. The voice of them, the voices of the martyrs. And so yeah. we read the Ten Commandments over there. So yeah, so we read and Jordan, let us know the Ten Commandments on the other wall. Those are good rules. Yeah, so um, yeah, the people who are serving the Lord and risking their lives to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's just incredible. So we um Sometimes we read articles from their magazine and, and listen to the stories of people serving the Lord, you know, where people have current events, only two voices yeah. of the martyrs. <laughs> well, no, no, it's, it's, um, I think it's fantastic because, um, you know, they've done studies and I can't remember what the percentage are, but they've done studies where people listening to the news, like the increase of depression, because when we're given, um, you know, these, all these things are happening. We're not given a solution. We're not given a path forward of how we can help. Mm. And so um, that you're like, okay, we know that in Syria and different parts of the African continent, there's um, a huge pushback mm -hmm. on people of religious belief and that are literally being killed. Um, I don't remember, no, if you remember a few years ago, there was uh, the Nazarene fund. Um, that's a group that helped a bunch of people escape, you know, where they yeah. were being, being killed because they were Christian. Okay. And, um, I love that I was able to donate to that because yeah. it wasn't something that modern, um, I should, I shouldn't say modern that, you know, mainstream media was talking about. Right. Right. And exactly. so when I heard about that and feeling so sad that like, if I were born in a different place, I would be sought out to be killed. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, being a woman in a different parts of the world is not always awesome, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So being a Christian girl, um, you know, could be very dangerous in different parts mm -hmm. of the world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I thought, oh, that's terrible. And then, oh, here's this fund I can, that I knew that was giving a huge percentage. You know, it was like, like only like a 5% overhead that it was really all going towards um, that group. So with, with you, that's another great charity because it's literally helping sustain your life. So we hope that you live forever so you can keep teaching kids because you don't look like you're aging. That's another advantage of being black, you know, 
just don't age. So we got to make sure we, we keep you alive forever so that you can keep loving on the Jordans and um, the other kids whose names you haven't shared, but you know, we can all hold. Um, and uh, I, I want you to share more of this with me and I'll share it with my listeners and my followers. I'd love for you to be sharing more about the work you're doing so that we can help, you know, because when you're giving to a charity like yours, 20 bucks, hundred bucks, that goes a long ways. And no wonder that Alfonso was willing to coach you for little to nothing mm-hmm. because he had a skill set that he wanted to give with mm-hmm. his Jesus juice. Yes. And you, you, before we came online, you were complimenting me for ministering to someone that you saw um, because you, you were ministering to the one you were figuring out how to love and how to give with the talent of safety in, even in mistakes and even in a hard past, you're a gym, Denise. Thank you. And now I have to blow my nose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look at how I'm like all red, you know, um, so unfortunately, um, I took up too much time making my mistake in my assumption of your story. Um, what a beautiful thing. And again, please, please reach out and share things with me. I would love to share that on my social media things so that I can help give people a direction that when they're worried about, um, you know, kids in the system, that they can stop going like, oh, kids in the system, and they can um, have a source that they can give to. Um, just love the child just love the child love other kids in your community and support denise and loving kids in her community and find the denises in your community um all of that i love it is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with denise thank uh thank you for having me it was a great experience and um i love sharing and you've been a gracious host (laughs) you've been more gracious um it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun so thank you and i want to send a little a little uh toy for jordan so you're gonna have to let me know what kind of stuff because i think it is crazy impressive that he has stayed quiet this whole time and i believe in rewarding the behavior i like in kids so if my son had done this he would have (laughs) he would have earned what we call rad cards Oh, okay. So it's not just that you did it, but the attitude you did it in would get yeah. you rewarded. Nice. So I feel like I'm, I owe Jordan a few rad cards. Oh, wow. So, okay. so offline, you can send me a little, <laughs> I get, a, I got a thumbs up for that. Cause if I'm going to be your sister, I need to like recognize that I miss Christmas. Right. So, <laughs> um, all my babies, all my babies, <laughs> all my babies, all my babies. what? okay now i'm gonna have to pull myself together you are a gym denise thank you for role modeling hotness and being on this episode of share your hotness thank you so much god bless you god bless you god bless you too my friend thank you denise the share your hotness podcast is produced by van garrett media lita green is the host and creator of the podcast Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening.
This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.